You're listening to Theological Sidebar, where I, your host, will take you through a beautiful discussion of things that are interesting that come from the biblical text and the crazy world around us. Buckle your seatbelt. Here we go. Hit that subscribe button. Check out our YouTube channel. Um, I think that's about it. We'll talk to you later. Enjoy. Welcome to another episode of Theological Sidebars. How's it going, everybody? Well, hey, look, today we are going to be moving on. We're going to be talking about uh, the passage from Sunday, Matthew chapter 12. So if you head over there, let's do this. But let me just do a shout out to some friends who got me this, Nerd Wax. What is Nerd Wax? Well, let's first just deal with it, the fact that I am highly offended that you would give me something called nerd wax insinuating that I am a nerd it's okay it's true I mean it's my baby Yoda made of yarn I didn't do this but this would be cool right wouldn't this make me a better host even if you if you're only listening to this and you're not seeing I have a a as I say yarn baby Yoda it was knitted actually from a church up the road apparently somebody made tons of them and I was like, I needed one. So there we go. But yes, I am. But this is really actually cool. I was excited to get to use it. So apparently, as you're watching, I kind of like, you know, my glasses are slipping off. But this is a perfect way to, you know, just you kind of do this and you do this. I think I found my calling. Maybe it is to be unboxing Items like nerd wax to put on my glasses so they don't slide off as much. I think I need to be doing. I might just put it right here. I've got this thing on my desk. I used to have a thing on my desk. I could stick my stuff in, and I'm just going to put it right here. So there you go. Well, thank you very much. You guys know who you are. Gave me the nerd wax. Appreciate you watching and listening. And um, man, very cool, very smooth. Not not moving at all. But I'm going to take these off because when I when I'm and if you're hearing me, you don't get to see this. But if you're watching me, like, it bothers me. Unless there's a setting on the computer I can fix it. It bothers me that you see the screen in my glasses. So I take them off. Plus, I'm way more handsome without them. I can't see. I'm just, I can actually see without them. I do like using my glasses to read. But that's beside the point. Let's get into the passage, shall we? It says this, uh, at that time, Jesus passed through the grain fields on the Sabbath and his disciples were hungry and began to pick and eat some heads of grain. And when the Pharisees saw this, they said to him, see, your disciples are doing what's not lawful to do on the Sabbath. Uh, he said, haven't you read uh, what, uh, haven't you read what David did when he and those who were with him were hungry? How he entered the house of God, how he ate the bread of presence, which is not lawful for him to do or for those uh, with him to eat, but only for the priests. Haven't you read in the law that on the Sabbath days the priests in the temple violate the Sabbath and are innocent? I tell you that something greater than the Sabbath, the temple is here. If you had not know, uh, if uh, if you had not, uh, if you had known what this means, I desire mercy and not sacrifice. You would have not condemned the innocent, for the Son of Man is Lord of the Sabbath. Okay, so uh, in just context, what's going on? Jesus and the disciples are walking through this grain field. And uh, as they're walking through this grain field, they're picking up grain, they're eating it. and this, The Pharisees don't have a problem with that, uh, it seems. 
because that's a legitimate thing. You look at in Deuteronomy, you can walk through a grain field. You just can't reap it, right? So there's no problem eating a little snack as you're walking through a field, according to the law of Deuteronomy. Um, their problem is the Sabbath, and they consider that work. So you're not supposed to work on the Sabbath. The Pharisees at that time had created all sorts of traditions uh, about what work is and what it constituted, and so they made that stuff up and, and really made burdensome Sabbath laws. Uh, but that's not what I want to focus on right now. This is really what I want to focus on. So I'm going to go back to the text. I want to show you this. just want to notice this, right? Notice what Jesus does and his response to their, their wrong theology. Haven't you read what David did? Look at verse 5. Haven't you read in the law? Now here's the point. I think what Jesus is doing is something that you and I should take note of, which is to correct Wrong thinking, um, wrong theology should be done from the text. Haven't you read? So I guess what I, what I want to figure out is, um, could you fathom in your own life that you could be wrong about something theologically, spiritually? Maybe something you do in your practice. Maybe there's some sort of sin or something that, you know, if it's a sin, you already know what's wrong. And, well, you know, whatever it is, we, we do our own practice, our, the way that we view, whether it's a worldview, cultural thing, viewpoints, whatever. We, we have all that. And um, could you fathom that you could be wrong? How do you get out of that? How do you uh, correct your thinking. Where do you go to? The truth is, for you and I, it needs to be from the scriptures. Jesus' response is, haven't you read? He's challenging the people at saying, haven't you read the Bible? Haven't you read the Bible? So the question is, haven't you read, right? For you and I, haven't you read the Bible? If Jesus were to say that to you, what would your response be? I think for many of us, maybe we'd say, well, no, I, I haven't read the Bible. Well, no, well, none of us would. <laughs> what would probably happen for a lot of us would be, we'd say something like, um, oh, of course I've read. And in many conversations with people who say, of course I've read, it turns out to be as I've read parts of Matthew and read parts of Genesis, but then pretty much once you got out to chapter 5, there were all these names, and I just stopped. So I got a devotional book that I read sometimes, but really, if you've asked me, have I read the whole Bible? No, right? And that should not be the case. Like you and I need a practice of opening up the Bible and reading it start to finish. And I'll say this, like in my own personal life, um, I, don't, I can't do like a start to finish all the way through like that. Here's what I like to do. I do a start to finish of a book. And I do think it's important for you to read one book all the way through. Whether you're somebody who can do a, chrono, chrono, a chronology, chronological, there we go, a chronological Bible. Some of y'all like that. Uh, some of y'all like the read the Bible in a year plan. Uh, for me, I just like taking books at a time. So I think I've been, currently, I've actually been going through all the way through. I did, I think I did from Genesis and now I'm through, I'm in the, 
in Sam, Second Samuel now. So we're going through that way. I think my goal is to try to go through uh, all the way through at least the prophetic books that way. Um, but I mean, we, we should be in a book reading, lest it be said of us, haven't you read? And we answer, no, I actually haven't read. Because the reason why is if you have read, if you have read what the book says, if you have read what the scriptures say, then you will know what the answers are. And that's where the correction comes from. This is why I think it's important. Look at what Paul says as he t- teaches on this. As he says in 2 Timothy uh, chapter 3, verse 16, All Scripture is inspired by God, is profitable for teaching, for rebuking, for correcting, for training in righteousness, so the man of God may be complete and equipped for every good work. Do you catch that? So one of the things that Scripture does is it teaches us. It rebukes us. It rebukes us. There are going to be times where we might be doing something we're not supposed to be doing as Christians. And the Bible has the ability to smack you across the head. Or you might have a pretty terrible theological viewpoint. And reading the scriptures, the Bible should smack you across the head. I'll say this, and maybe it's nothing. Maybe there's nothing heretical. Maybe there's nothing um, bad or sinful. But, but even just reading the Bible will maybe correct your views. I mean, I mean, many times I've, I've kind of started and I thought this is how it is and this is my viewpoint of what's actually taking place in the Bible. And then um, I, I read and determine, well, actually, I don't think that's really what's going on because I've decided to read the text as it, in full. Uh, and the more that I read the text, I realize that I'm being challenged. I'm being changed on even just my viewpoint of something from the Bible. So I think all of us need to think about that, right? Do I read the Bible enough to actually be challenged by it? I'm not talking about a devotional. I'm talking about, do I read the Bible? And if not, why not? All of us, the goal is that we are to be transformed. That's right. I'm going to pull this over for you. Uh, You can't see this just yet. I'm going to put it over in half on my computer screen. It's what Paul says here. Do not be conformed to this age, but be transformed. By the renewing of your mind, so that you may discern what is the good, pleasing, and perfect will of God. How do you do that if not from letting the Scriptures speak into your life? How are we conformed and transformed? I'll say this. I think for a lot of us in this country, we are transformed and we're conformed and uh, to this age. Let's speak collectively just as a nation, right? We're conformed to this age. We are conformed, our views are shaped by what we watch, what we see on TV, what we follow on social media. I mean, how much time? I mean, think about this. Like, I follow people, I read this. If I were to look at how much time I spend looking at news, reading viewpoints, listening to things on, uh, you know, podcasts and YouTube like this or a podcast, um, you know, Turns out I have plenty of time for that, but do I have time for the Word? For the Word to chip away at me? Notice he didn't say, right? He didn't say, haven't you ever thought about? Have you ever wondered? Didn't somebody ever tell you or teach you about these things? No, he says, haven't you read? The question I have is, haven't you read? You read the Bible lately? Why not? Do it. Do it. Just start. 
Make it priority. And if you have no time, absolutely no time, which I find it very hard to believe. I think it's like budgeting with your money. You might say, I have no money. But the truth is we just don't budget our money well. It's a Dave Ramsey plug, right? You got budget. Use the budget. Every dollar. Um, budget your time. Look at that. What do you spend all your time on? How much shows do you get in? How much time do you been out? Does the Word of God have a place in your life? Is it important? Maybe that's another question is for the church. Is it important to us to have our minds shaped by Scripture? Is it? Hope it is. Make time. Start. Get into it. Do it today. All right. Hope this is helpful. And uh, guys, we'll talk to you a little bit later. This video was not sponsored by NerdWax. But if NerdWax wants to be a sponsor, I'll gladly do it. Nor was it sponsored by Del Taco. But Del Taco ever wanted to sponsor me? Wouldn't turn them away. I could start like just grabbing random things in here. Nor was it ever sponsored by Roswell, New Mexico. Travel to Roswell. It'll be fun. They have a Walmart there. Okay. Talk, talk to you guys later. Bye-bye.